Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning. What's happening, partner? It's Friday. <laughs> it is. Indeed. Oh, isn't it? Oh, I need oh, this. Oh, I need today. Partner? I'm an idiot. It's going to be 5 o'clock somewhere when I get off work, Key. I'm an idiot. Hey. Why did I stay up? For, like, you know, the problem is. I could have slept and woken up in the morning and, and found out where the Giants picked, but I had to stay up to watch it. You say, what is it about the draft what? that makes you, you, you have to you watch woken? it live? You say woken? Yeah, I could have. Could have woken? Could have awoken, son. I could have awoken, son. All right. Who said it wasn't right? But the great thing about today versus yesterday. They sleep, son. The great thing about today versus yesterday is I'll be able to watch the second and the third round, Mm -hmm. and then I'll be able to watch the Lakers. Lakers tonight. Yeah. Late night on your lake show. And not feel bad about tomorrow. And not feel bad on Saturday. You know, I can stay up all night and watch the game without tripping. The thing is, is I have to manage my. How do you say it? Consumption? Your of intake. Alcohol? Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. Intake, yeah, consumption. Yeah. 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 yeah, I just want to make sure that How Max. But you imbibe. You know, yeah. I just want to make sure Max is okay with what I said. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, Word police. No, yeah, right. Word police. But <laughs> you, you got to watch it because you, you get through the draft, you got to pace yourself because that thing, you know, that's, a, that's about a thing. That's about a five hour thing going on right there, right? Second and, and third then, rounds are interesting too, Key. Yeah, so you got to. You know, because that's how the teams are built. The teams are built in the mid-rounds. And so you want to see your teams or teams, so to speak, picking in the second, picking in the third, trading out of the second and the third into the fourth for the next day. So you're looking at all those sort of things. What players that are first-round grades are going in the second and third round? Um, It's just just interesting to watch. Then you got the Lakers. And then that's a whole other deal. Because we're not going to go to the game, Jay. We were. We you ain't going? going? Why not? No, because I couldn't get the tickets that I wanted, and I need multiple seats because my son's friends. Friends, and, yeah. So yeah. we're going to have a watch party at my buddy's house instead. Oh, that's chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask him, yo, Bron better come to play. Yeah, oh, it's going to be chill because yeah. <laughs> his house is right. Oh, it's super right. It's better than going to the game. <laughs> Put it this way. Super right. It's super right. So you talked about the second and third rounds in the draft. Whenever you're watching second, third, fourth rounds, you're thinking, damn, why didn't we just trade all those first round picks and get, like, we should, you want as many, because there are a lot of good players, second, third, even in the fourth round, like a lot of good players. Yeah, no, we, we, and on our show later on, later on at 830, um, we should have Rasheed Rice on an NFL draft prospect wide receiver out of SMU. That's a guy in the second, second round, second day guy who had first round grade. When you look at it, though, Brett Favre went in the second round, right? I mean, you, you, you talk about certain guys that go in certain rounds. You think about Curtis Martin, who I played with with the New York, Giants, uh, New York Jets, third round Hall of Fame running back. I mean, you just you, you look at these sort of things and you say to yourself, well, how come he didn't go in the first round? Well, the guy that went before him, they at home now. My nephew is second round. All them dudes, all them dudes, Jay, that went before my nephew – they're not even close. If he stay healthy. Well, well Key, I, I got another one for you. I mean, it's not second round, but, I mean, last pick in the first round. Just go back to 2018, the guy that just secured the third largest guaranteed deal in the NFL yeah. yesterday in Lamar Jackson, right? Like, think about the quarterbacks that went before him. 
And, and where are How they about are? Mr. Irrelevant? Right? Literally the last pick in the draft was in the NFC Championship game before he got hurt, right? It's all Brock about value, Curry. man, what you see. So, but there are certain positions that if you need this, you got to be usually picking in the first round. A corner is hard to find, a really good one, an elite one after the first round, right? A defensive end. You might be able to find some pieces that can approximate what a defensive end does, you know, like a, a good pass rusher on the outside, but he has certain holes, so he goes in the third round. But those kind of players... See, That's I, can why, find, I, I can find a corner. I can find. I don't have to take a corner in the first round. Really? Yeah. Well, you think Richard hard. Sherman went? That's mm. true, but it's hard to do. Well, no, I'm just gonna give you a couple. Yeah. Richard Sherman. Okay. That's one. Right. right? Well, well, you a long think time jo- ago, though. But it doesn't matter. He still went. <laughs> Josh Norman. When Josh mm-hmm. Norman was on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you don't have to. Those type of. That's why I always tell. Unless you have a guy that has Hall of Fame potential at the receiver or the defensive back position, whether it's a safety or a corner, you can get that because the one thing that you want is somebody who can run. To take a guy in the first round high, you got to have some rare – you got to have some stuff. Mm -hmm. you got to be big, fast, can jump out the gym, just be ridiculous for me to say i got to have that guy up there because otherwise I can wait to get that guy to build out my roster – and be just fine with it. Especially when you talk about team building. That's what triggered that thought when you said team building. takes. If you had two, three seconds, two, three thirds, couple fourths, you're basic, you could put together, you have two holes on the offensive line you can fill. You got to think you take over the, safety. You take, think about it. You take Darrell Revis. You take that because Darrell Revis was going to be a Hall of Famer. You right. grab that. You Matter of fact, you Ty move Law, up to Chad grab Bailey. that. Yeah, yeah, you grab those guys. But then there's other players in those middle rounds that can pick them up and put them down too that may need a little push, may need a little growth, may need a little time. Right, not as many guarantees. The, 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 the floor isn't as high. What was the biggest surprise of the draft to you? Key, what was the biggest surprise of the draft to you? The biggest surprise was Houston getting back to three. I didn't even think about that. That wasn't even something on my mind that they would trade and come up to three. <laughs> And, and get Will Anderson. Once they once they selected C.J. Stroud, I moved on. I was like, oh, okay, well, now, my, in my mind, I started thinking, in my mind, I started thinking, okay, Houston's taking C.J. Stroud. Arizona's sitting at three. They got their opportunity now to grab uh, Will Anderson. They could maybe get Jalen Carter if they choose to do so. And then when Houston traded up, I'm like, well, what did they go? Oh, I know what they're doing. They're getting Will Anderson because they just took C.J. Stroud and said, well, we wanted both of them because if, if in fact, for some reason, and this is the way I'm thinking, is that if the Panthers decided to take C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or somebody else at the quarterback spot, Houston would have said, you know what, we either trading out or – we're going to take Will Anderson. But once they didn't, C.J. Stroud was a higher guy on the board in the absolute need. They said, we're going to get C.J. Stroud, but we got this other thing. Arizona doesn't want him. Let's give Arizona this. Let's go up and get Will Anderson because if he drops, Will Anderson is going to either drop to Seattle, and Seattle may pluck him, or they may take Jalen Carter, and they made the move. So when I saw that, I was like, damn, okay. That's what they're supposed to do. They're Jay, building. For me, I mean, it was our division rival, man. I mean, well, a couple, but it's the Eagles. It's just, you know, I was, I was telling Nuno, our producer, I was watching Michael Parsons do this thing on Sports Illustrated the other day, 
and I had like multiple screens up watching the draft. And when the Eagles got Jalen Carter, he walked off the damn set. Right? Like, man, he dropped Jalen Carter, dropped down to go to the Eagles. And then on top of that, now you get a chance to pair him with Jordan Davis. Nolan you, Smith, Nolan the, Smith it, it, at the end of the, at first, the, end round. the first round. I'm crying mean, so out loud. I, Kobe Dean, I mean, it's just like they got, they got loaded. Yeah, they got people Davis, that as they say, Kobe Dean. And now you know they, they got four say, guys Jay? off the front seven of the best you know front seven ever in, in college. The rich got richer. Richer, man, yeah. did they? I, I, you know, I got I want to go back I to the Texans. I need for to a look second. and see what picks they, what other picks they have. The Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Texans for a second with Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. What occurs to me is they took the guys with the fewest warts, right? Like all, all prospects, not all, but most prospects have some warts, right? Like, well, if this is the thing on this guy, that, but C.J. Stroud. Checks all the boxes. The only thing is his S2 test wasn't. But the tape he had in college, <laughs> the size, accuracy, mobility, there are not as many. Well, Bryce Young is little, and Richardson is raw. And right, like and, and, and Hooker's coming off uh, uh, an ACL. And Stroud checks them. And same thing with Will Anderson. He's, you know, when you go to the character, plus the athletic ability, plus the tape he has from college, the numbers he put up. Like, it, they, they took the two kind of safest picks at that level of the draft, it seems to me. And, and, and not only that, so you have, to, you have to follow, too, organizations and programs on a building. They're, they're trying to get somewhere fast. And how you get there fast is you go and you get guys from big programs, right? They took Stingley last year from LSU a corner, right? Now they go and they get a guy from Alabama and Ohio State. You, you get big programs that understand how – guys that understand how to play at the professional level because they're being taught like professionals at Alabama and at Ohio State. Those are, in, those are many NFL programs. This isn't – we're not talking about somebody – and this is not a shot at any other smaller schools, but we're not talking about somebody getting drafted high from New Mexico State. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Hey, we I, yeah, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. I, I wanted to ask you, Key, before we move on because – we're going to talk Eagles. Jay brought it up. I mean, the Eagles, fly, rich get richer. Eagles, but so basically the Texans went from 12th overall to 3rd overall to get Will Anderson, right? Yeah. So they move up nine slots in exchange. And they get so, so to move up those nine slots, what had to happen? They get a fourth round pick and they give up a second round pick very high up, 33rd overall. It's almost a first round pick. A 2024 first? And a 2024 third. They gave up a first and a third in next year's draft and a high-up second-round pick to move up nine slots and, a, and get a fourth-round pick. Is that overpaying for Will Anderson, considering who else was on the board, Key? No, I don't think it is. But remember, those picks probably came from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson. Some of those picks probably came from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson stuff, as well as probably some stuff from Brandon Cooks. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. But I'm sure those picks they gathered up, because they had a bunch of them, they gathered them from some of the trades that they was able to make. But, I mean, doesn't Will Anderson now, Jay, have to be a Hall of Fame-level player to justify this kind of uh... – Yeah, that's why you go – I mean, but we've heard experts talk about his talent before, saying that he has a chance to be a generational edge rusher, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, if Give there's anybody I would trust on the defensive side of the ball key, that would be D'Amico Ryan and yeah, how D'Amico. he sees it, right? So, give, me, give me 10, though. All I need is 10 sacks a year from you. That's all I need. Couldn't you get that from other guys? Like you, yeah, you'd but would spend, you have gotten man, Jalen Carter? Again, Max, yeah. is, 
No, uh, but Jalen. Uh, no, no, he'd have gone earlier. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. even so, so Jalen Carter isn't what they were looking, looking for. Right. They wanted edge. They wanted edge. They didn't want in the interior. Yeah. Nolan Smith's you know? pretty good too, and the Eagles got him. All right, let's we'll move on to the Eagles because they got that dude at the end of the first round. What did they, the Giants take? Giants got a real good corner. Oh yeah, that's right. They took the corner from Mississippi State, right? Yep. Yeah. In so in it, look, have the Eagles just Maryland, widened Maryland, the gap? Maryland, not Mississippi State, Maryland. Has the Eagles just widened the gap? <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> in the NFC, is there is there real distance between the Eagles and the rest of the NFC now? Meantime, how surprising was it that the Colts took Richardson instead? Richardson, Richardson instead of Levis. How now? No frog in my throat. Water, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. No more sardines for dinner for some of these guys, huh? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. <laughs> At all. ESPN Radio. I don't know why. I'm not down on sardines, though. There's nothing wrong with sardines. No, nope. I eat a lot. I'll pop that I can open, put it no... right on toast to this day. No, I'm right. good. I'm yep. I, I upgraded the caviar. Yeah, I'm, I'm about good. to say, I, oh. dog, food snobs. I, I graduated, from, this. I graduated I from sardines, Max. I'm sorry. Sit there, will, you eat, will you have tuna out of the can? Yeah. See, yeah, I do tuna, the jar of tuna now. I do the fancy jar of tuna now, but it's the same idea. <laughs> Dan Graziano with us now. Dan. KJM. So Hi, guys. Dan Stir. What's up, baby? What's popping, Dan? The draft. You guys know about the draft? It was yeah, the first we were on it last, last night. night. What's popping? That's it. Yeah. CJ Stroud. And, yes. then they, and then they trade right back up to the next pick, and Will Anderson. They, Dan. Had, they had dinner plans or something. Like, they want to wrap it up quick. Let's go. Let's knock what? this out. What you and I were just talking about later on in the draft because I'm a Giants fan and I was, you know, we were talking um, some stuff that happened later on. You said it's in the eye of the beholder, right? But it seems to me they paid a real premium it, it, to the extent that it looks like not only did they think C.J. Stroud is the guy, but that Will Anderson was significantly better than any other defensive player in the draft. They had a plan, clearly. Now, look, I don't know if they can make that trade back up to three unless they take Stroud because um, – I think Tennessee was going to come up for Stroud at that point. And then once, once Houston took him, uh, they backed off. So, but, yeah, they traded a, a 2024 first-rounder to get back up. Like that, going into the draft, you heard a lot from teams about next year's draft and how those picks were going to be important because people think next year's draft is going to be especially good and especially deep. So I was surprised by that. Obviously, they're convicted on Will Anderson – and I guess if you had taken him at two and then tried to trade back up for Stroud, you might have got boxed out uh, by Tennessee. So interesting moves. Um, 
you know, a big trade up like that for somebody who's not a quarterback is unusual. So obviously, I hope uh, for their sake, Will Anderson is what they're going to pay him to be. Mm. And the Texans still have a Browns pick from next year, so they they're right. Good. That's right. It wasn't their only yeah. first rounder next they year. They had that's a draft true. capital yeah. to do it. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of. That's like a uh, Danny Ainge Celtics or something. It's got all these picks. That's just collect. Okay, see, just keep collecting. That's true. And the Browns keep... pick next year might not be that high. So mm-hmm. I, I, I so, but they traded their own pick. So mm-hmm. like. You know, you could be sitting there next year looking at an edge rusher you like better than Will Anderson. I, I don't know. It, it was it was it was odd, but again, they had a plan and they they stuck to it. And you know, yeah. As a former beat writer, I'm thinking, well, what a great night to be covering the Texans because you were done by like eight <laughs> twenty. <laughs> you got your column filed. Huh? Seven twenty Central. Yeah. Indy had a plan too, Dan. Yes, they did. They, yeah. they they had a plan, and they once C.J. Stroud was gone and Bryce Young was gone. There's quarterbacks that's sitting there, right? There's Hendon yeah. Hooker that's sitting there, and there's Anthony Richardson, and then obviously Will Levis, who's still sitting. They made a decision yeah. to go and get Anthony Richardson, and it didn't look to me like Jim Irsay was really all in on it, sitting in his chair. Maybe he just was tired. It didn't seem like he was fired up at all. What are the plans for Anthony Richardson you feel in Indy? Yeah, look, they, they, they really feel like uh, – and, and I got to shout out, like, uh, our, our guy who covers the Colts, Stephen Holder. Like, with all the stuff that was flying around about Levis to Indy for the last couple of weeks, he was convicted that Richardson was the guy they wanted, and he, and he stuck with it, and he was right. So uh, kudos to him and, and the guys who were actually on the ground there in Indy. Uh, sometimes it's no coincidence they know what's going on. But what the Colts think about uh, Richardson is sky-high upside – and it's, a, it's one of these picks, Key, and you see this a lot. Like, this is a pick that says we believe in our coaching staff, right? We, we hired Shane Steichen away from the Eagles. We feel like his creativity and his ability and his experience to kind of identify a young quarterback's strengths and weaknesses and lean on the former while ironing out the latter uh, is uh, going to be helpful. Steichen was in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. He was uh, in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, who played earlier in his rookie year and, and better, I think, in his rookie year than people expected. So I think they feel like Steichen and his staff are in a position where they can get the most out of this guy on whatever the timetable is. The interesting thing is that, you know, they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have Geno Smith. Like, who's he sitting Gardner behind Minshew for or that Nick Foles is going to have to be the starter if Richardson's not ready. I don't think they're ruling out the possibility that Richardson is ready to play right away. But if he's he has not, some things that you can use yeah. right away if you're sure. conservative, you know, Absolutely. kind of like an extreme version of what the Giants did with Daniel Jones. And right? you hear a lot about Richardson and the work he's done already this offseason with his private quarterbacks coach and how much better he looks in certain mechanical areas and everything. There's a lot to like there. It's a it's a home run swing right by the Colts. Like they've sort of been in this ever since Luck retired, they've been bouncing around quarterback to quarterback and they've had stretches where they were kind of just good enough. Right. With Philip Rivers and whatever. But they want to be great, and they feel like this guy has the potential to be great at the position. If they're wrong, then, you know, probably somebody else drafts the replacement. Dan, two running backs go in the top 12 picks of the NFL draft, which is just unheard of, unseen. Robinson obviously going to the Falcons, and then you got Gibbs going to Detroit. Um, Gibbs to Detroit was kind of like, I was like, oh, okay. He got Montgomery, he got Swift, or just adding – I guess is Swift on his way out? What do you see with the Gibbs choice? Well, um, it, it was a reach. I mean, like, they, they were picking again at 18, and he certainly would have been there then. Um, but then they doubled down on weird picks and pick a linebacker at 18. So it was an odd night for Detroit. Detroit drafted like a team 
that feels like it's like two players away from the Super Bowl. Like they're 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 banking on this great finish they had last year, and and they're thinking, oh well, this is this guy's going to be a difference making running back on third down for us. Well, that's great. It's twelfth pick. Like that's that's a pretty valuable pick to use on uh, on a guy like that, as you mentioned. A position they were celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. Where you've sure. already, yeah, obviously they really like him. I mean, there's no question about that. I, I think it also says something about this draft, and and there was a lot of talk going into it about how it wasn't maybe the greatest in terms of depth of talent, in terms of first round talent. So if you're picking at 12, and you have a guy you really really like, and you know the the positional value that you're looking at, you're kind of saying ah, these players are kind of so so. We could probably do just as well at, at corner or whatever position in the second round. Um, you take the guy you like, but it's weird. I mean. The, guy, the guy's going to play on a rookie contract that's not going to be any sort of bargain. And to me, the draft is all about finding value, and, and I don't think they did there. Yeah, what did I say, Max? You take if you, if you, you just take, if you like it, you take it, yeah. regardless of what people think. You, if you want that guy, you go and you get that guy for sure. And, I, and when you look but at they it, that's what, exactly what Dan Cowan and company decided to do. Mm-hmm. But me- meantime, it was not considered the strongest wideout draft. Correct. And the running backs, you know, and particularly you look at the top running back taken, can catch passes, mm-hmm. right? And that yeah, and so seems can to be Gibbs. so in the absence of a deep wideout class, you get some tight ends and sure. running backs maybe going up higher than they might otherwise go. Well, no wide receiver went till 20, right? And then four in a row went. And, and then the tight ends went after that, or one tight end, right? Only one got taken? So yes, yes that's I, right. I mean it's a it's a, a tight end supposed to be deep. So I think if you're a team that that needs one and you didn't take one last night, you're thinking about taking one tonight. Um, Dan, I can't let you go without asking you this quick question. All right, what did you think about the Lamar Jackson signing? Man, I, I thought it played out exactly the way the Ravens always hoped it would. Right? Remember when they put the non-exclusive tag on him, and we were like, look, what they're saying is, go see if you can find that deal you've been asking us for. We don't think you can. If you can, great. We'll match it. If you can't, come back and do our deal. And I think that's what they did. It looks like it lo- we haven't seen the details yet, but the top line numbers, it looks like they just took the Jalen Hurts deal and added like a million bucks a year to it and, and, and called it a day. So I think the Ravens played it pretty well. And I think, you know, I give Lamar credit for sort of stepping back and saying, all right, look, I'm not going to find what I've been after, but I, I, I like it here. They, they're adding – Odell Beckham and other pieces around me, I, I think I've, this is my best bet is to take this very nice offer uh, and play for the Ravens. <laughs> very nice offer. Play for the Ravens. <laughs> take I think, the, all, four, I think uh, all four of us would take that very nice offer. Yes. They're signaling very strongly the owners are. They don't want to hit 200 again, right? Like they're keeping yeah. I mean, $5 million dollar increments for get each there, of the next right, guys. Exactly, but, but, but still, you, you, we're not – like the message is not – Hey, we're at one ninety nine. It's that we'll be at one ninety nine three deals give from now. Up, Max, Max. I, it, the analysis on this is just correct. Then, use that at two to three. But on this show, right here, give up. Never yeah. has the Eagles widened the gap in the NFC. Keyshawn J Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. The Eagles and Howie Roseman were in the zone yesterday. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I asked Dan Graziano. Off mic, you know, during commercial break, last segment. Um, you know, the Eagles, unbelievable job. Howie Roseman, he takes everyone from the Georgia defense. What a great job he's done. And then I, but then I said, but Dan, is, did he really do a great job? I mean, these guys are sitting there for him. Why wouldn't you take them? Just don't, out, you know, don't overthink it. And Graz said, yeah, but they're patient. They wait. They don't make a move. They don't give up draft capital to go grab them. You think about the Jets and that Aaron Rodgers deal, the Jets wind up with the second-best tackle in the draft, right, that they could have gotten you, you because said, they just moved uh, out a few slots. Did you just say, did he – do they do it? What did you say? Did, is it that they did a good job? What did you, what did you say? Yeah, that the Eagles? Eagles did a good job. They did do a good job. Just because, by waiting. Yeah, because you had Dave Gettleman as your general manager in the past. Did he do a good job? No. You see what I'm saying? So, yep. yeah. it, it's – you go – it's one extreme over here that didn't do a good job, but you got Howie Roseman and company that did do a good job. Well, I brought up the Jets. Have done a good job. I brought up the Jets in this draft because they take an offensive tackle, right? But it's the second best guy. So when they made that deal with the Packers, it's not like Joe Douglas blew a line it, in the sense that I'm not going to swap first round picks with you. Had he not the done that, second best guy, or do we think it's the second best? Well, guy? Well, I'm wondering if the Jets yes. think it's the second best. So guy. If, if if they okay with that though, because they took it. Well, they, they think, hey, you know, it, it, really the calculation is if that put the Aaron Rodgers deal over the top and we get them ready for camp and all that stuff ahead of time instead of having that negotiation drag out, it's worth getting the second best tackle in the draft. That mu- See, might- I don't look at it. You know what? When, when, when I've dealt with drafting and boards and stuff like that, I don't look at it as first and second and third and fourth. I look at it as that's what you like because I took it. You everybody's not gonna get the first. Somebody's gonna lose, right? So now, if the number one guy in Johnson's gone from Ohio State, now you stuck with these other guys. But where are they at on your board? Are they? Can the, they do the job? Yes or no? Can they do what you're right. looking for? Right. Everybody's not getting Anthony Munoz and Tony Baselli. Somebody's got to settle for something. Jay, the Eagles, meantime. Just these guys fall, keep falling into their lap. N'Kobe <laughs> Dean in the third round last year. Jordan Davis, people felt, oh, did they reach for him? But he's excellent. And now this year, Jalen Carter falls to them at nine. And Nolan Smith at the end of the first round. Have the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl and came close to winning it, just put – and it's not like a quarterback conference like the AFC, which is ridiculous. Have they just widened the gap in their conference? I think it's kind of – I mean, look, they are – I would say I would think they would be the favorite. I'm not sure where Vegas would have. I, I would think that San Francisco is pretty close as well. 
just because of the style in which they play. And I know there are questions surrounding Trey Lance, but their defense is what they're known for. Look at this. I still think Trey Lance is good. So Jay, the Niners are still favored. I'm surprised by this. I told you that. Mac, I can't talk. I told you that. Philadelphia is good. They're better than San Francisco. Come on. They got Jalen Hurts. San Francisco got Brock Purdy. Let's be yeah, real. Philly, I mean, you know, I, that's what I said. I, I like Brock Purdy. He's my, but, my but, odds but, favorite. But here's, but. but here's what I want you to understand, Max. Mm-hmm. There are plus and minuses to everything. Mm-hmm. Okay? They also got Kristen McCaffrey and Debo Samuel that carry the ball. The Philadelphia Eagles lost Miles uh, Sanders to Carolina in free agency and picked up a failed Rashawn Penny from Seattle. So when they're looking at all this, you have to know who's on the roster, what the makeup of it is, what does it look like, what what could the outcome be. Nick Bosa, the defensive end for San Francisco, has a higher grade than everybody on Philadelphia's defense. Everybody. Yeah, but they so got a lot of guys I get, now. I get what you're saying. But when you're looking at it, you're like, that dude can, can, can wreck a game and, ridic- yeah. and cause a problem. On Philly's defense, you got to – yeah, they're good as a group. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. are they – you know. By good the way, they did move that up guy? that one slot. Remember, they were at 10. And when Jalen Carter was still there at 9, they did move up that one slot to nab him. Right? Yeah. They were patient to a point. They were just as aggressive as they needed to be. If you ask me who's the favorite in the NFC, I am – it doesn't mean they win the – they get out of the NFC. But I'm comfortable saying – the Eagles ought to be a substantial favorite. Who's at this second? Point. That's more. That's San more Francisco, intriguing. indeed, for the exact so, between reasons you guys Between San Francisco mentioned. and Dallas, and then who else? Yeah, who else would you say, Key, in the I NFC? Would, I, Dallas, I, Dallas, is I, Dallas is there. Yeah, I, think I would go. Is on way. I would probably go Philly, San Francisco, Seattle. I'm with you Seattle's on Seattle, Dallas, New Orleans. Am I missing somebody? Detroit. No, nah, I'm not. Uh, I'm no. I'm not doing that. I he understand they. He cute. doesn't like high flying offenses without defense. Do you know this guy yet? He is an old school from 20 I mean, years Detroit's ago. On their way, man. Bill Parcells. Yeah, but he, if you score Detroit's too many points, it, well cur- it turns Key right off. The Giants. Giants. Right you there. think Giants are ready to get out of the NFC? The Giants are. They probably in my top. Eight. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, I would agree with yeah. that. I mean, but eight, don't we sure. think that the Giants? I mean, I'm a Giants fan that we kind of overachieved yeah. a little yeah. bit this year. Like, I, I think we're yes, both. But I, I'm not sure that's consistent. Like, if the Giants win a playoff game this okay. year, yeah, it's actually a step yes. forward. Yes. They, they, what did they lose? What did they lose? They no, got, but they, they, they didn't lose anything. Yeah, They're bringing that's true. back the stuff that got them to be overachievers. Yeah, They're I just don't think. Back. I, yeah, I think it's a little unfair. I, I'm not going to get overhyped on the Giants. But understanding you don't get, you, it's you don't get Brian Dable is like the process, right? Like there's still a process. They won a lot yeah, of close games. They won games a lot of close games thing, yeah. that could have went the opposite way. So I'm just trying that's, that's to have very, reasonable expectations. Saquon stayed healthy for the most part. Really that's very true. If I go through the entire NFC in a quick exercise and really fast, you'll say okay, and I'm just going to pick out the bad teams. They're better than Chicago. Yeah, they're better than the Rams. They're better than Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're better than they're better than Tampa Bay in my opinion mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. They're better than Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. 
Who else? 16 teams, so already we're into the top 11. They're better than Washington. They're better than the Commanders? Uh, I, I think they are. They're, they're better close. than Washington. Uh, uh, they're close, they're but I would close. rather I, have I, the Giants. I, I would know, rather have the Giants. I know, a gap. I agree, oh but, but I didn't say I gap. Agree, I just but said okay. Who said it? Okay. I would say that the Giants okay. are slightly so better, but that's a rock fight to me. Okay, but now they're in the top 10. Okay. I said Atlanta already? Nope. They're better than Atlanta. So now they're in the top nine. Okay. Am I missing any other teams? Green Bay? You said Green Bay? I did not say Green They're Bay. right there with Green Bay They're to me. Probably yeah, it's right, there. They're right there. They're probably about even. They're probably about Why even. do you like um, Seattle more than the Giants? Because they're very similar to me in terms of what they did last year. Is it because more receiving talent? I think their secondary, I think they, they, they upgraded in the secondary mm-hmm. significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got more receiving talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Geno Smith in his second year as a full-time starter going to be a little different. How good do you think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be? He's going to be good. Because they put him, we just had a beast in here yesterday off that receiving He got some of that slot stuff. Mm -hmm. He got some of that slot stuff. You got two two guys on the perimeter that can lift the coverage. You got a a, a slot guy that can wiggle through like a snake. It makes his quarterback friendly with the quarterback. So he's not not confusing the quarterback by – uh, doing stuff that he shouldn't do. He's an exceptional route runner. Um, they they won that. They got that. They got. It's unreal because I'm a as a Giants fan. I look at Seattle and say there are certain similarities between the teams. The real difference to me is the receiver room for for Seattle is pumped up, and the Giants really don't have one. And then they add Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. So when you say hi on Seattle, I'm like, come on, man, Seattle. Even though, even though they're up 3-2 oh. and at home, hey, Jay. is there cause for concern when it comes to the Lakers? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. No day off for you, Jay. 
You thought we're no just leaning off. on key for the draft all no day today, off. huh? Oh, I wasn't. I watched the draft last night. I'm not saying you didn't. No. I, what are you I, implying? I texted text Jay and told him. What did I text? He him said. He said, Jay, take today off. Yeah, take the take tomorrow off. Yeah. Because the draft. Because yeah. we've been heavy basketball recently with the well, playoffs. No, it was only. It was only. I wasn't even thinking about the Lakers or anything. I was just thinking about last night's game. The Hawks and the Celtics. Yeah, Hawks, Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Same with me. Yo, Key, why did that series have no juice? Even when Trey Young won a cup, it's like, ah, get out of here with that. Well, it came up up against the draft. So, if it didn't come up against the draft, I would have watched it. No, 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 no. I would have watched it from the beginning. Let me tell you something. If Golden State played last, if Golden, you know, if if the Lakers played, we'd still be, it'd be, there's more electricity. I know, the draft is bigger. I get it. But I'm just saying, you would have still been probably a little more focused on it if it wasn't the draft tonight is the draft and the lakers play for me the lakers play after let me see the draft is four five six the draft will be toward the middle when the lakers start jay should key be worried about the lakers it does seem lebron looked even if it's not this series this series they could still be eliminated next series LeBron looked old and tired in the last game they wasted the offensive explosion from anthony davis which seems to come every other day you know, I, I'm laughing at the video because the moment you said LeBron looks old and timed yeah. up with him falling on the ground, crumbles on the ground. But and they got and the Warriors are resting up and they look good. Jay, how concerned should Key be for the Lakers well, game the, six? The, well, the Warriors still have to play. They still oh, yeah, have to play game true, yeah. six. They're not yeah. resting I'm, up. I've already, I've already got. You already got the Warriors going by. They still got game. <laughs> got game six. They got to close it out. At That's home right. And by the way, they could easily lose that game. Look, when I, is that game? When is that game? Jay tonight? I think tonight. Yeah, Kings and Warriors play at eight p.m. Yeah, Eastern. I already got rid of the Sacramento Kings. The Lakers and your <laughs> and the Grizz they play at ten thirty, so seven thirty your time, Key. I, I, look, I, I, LeBron James has to come to play tonight because LeBron James was abysmal in their last game, Game Five. He was abysmal. He was looking at the refs for a lot of calls. He was five and seventeen. I said the pace of the game, Key, was so frenetic. The other day, it wasn't that their controlled pace. And it's, it's going to come down to if LeBron can't attack the paint, which is where he's lived over the course of this series when they've won games, he can't just settle for outside jumpers. Because, Keith, do you know in the series from the three-point line, he's shooting 17% from the threes? From the three-point line, 17%. He's 6 what, what, of 36, many, Keith. I was just about to ask you. I was about, 6 of 36 from outside, like, he can't – that's not – so, like, it, it can't be game six you settle from the outside because if this goes back to Memphis in game seven – Yeah, it's a wrap, though. It's, it's, back yeah, it's not – it's oh, not – because Austin Reeves and D'Lo and lose, all these guys, I, I don't trust their experience lose, in game seven. If seven's. we lose, I'm waving a white flag. If we lose if we lose tonight, oh, I'm waving a white flag. We're not going to win in Memphis. I'm, I'm, oh, really? I'm realistic. I'm real – come on, man. We're not going to win in Memphis. Oh, yeah, rap. yeah, the Lakers can win in Memphis. Absolutely no, no, they, they can win. Lose, I don't think if it goes this moment tonight – no, if we lose tonight, the Lakers could lose this game and still win in Memphis. But Key, you, know, you, you know what it's your partner rap, said, though, Key? Your partner said this yesterday. Your partner, AD, said, if I need to play 48 minutes, I will do so. He meant over the course of a season, Jay. Listen, I, I have to ask you something about LeBron. Damn, Max. I have to ask you something about Hold LeBron. Hold on. I just, Key, do you, <laughs> do you believe in that? Do you believe in AD's ability to give you 48 minutes? Yeah, because tonight, if he has to, as as I said before, and I'll say it again, when you are a high level professional athlete, and you say this is what you have to do, you go out there and tend to do it. When you're good, not not an imposter or poser. I'm talking about when you, LeBron James, you say 
What I did the other day, I ain't doing that no more. You typically go, these dudes typically go, I know I did, I know you did, I know, I've seen LeBron do it. I've seen Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all them. I've seen LeBron, I've seen D-Wade. Seen Jimmy Butler just do it. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler just did it. So when you say, I ain't having it no more, you usually go out there and kick some ass. That's usually what you do. But Ja might also feel like he's not having it anymore. Yeah, but I'm you know? better than Ja, so it don't I matter. I don't know about that right now. It's close. I'm better, I'm better than Ja. Close. If, I'm Anthony, if, I'm, Anthony da- if I'm Anthony Davis, LeBron. LeBron. if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm better than Ja. Anthony Davis. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, but, okay, but I'm taking the best play. You think Anthony Davis is the best player in the Lakers right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we. Yes. What do so you mean? AD, they go so, as he goes. So, so AD is a better player than LeBron James right now. Yes. I, yes. Yes. I think. I, I, think I, I, I. The question is, can did you just AD not hear put, what Jay said? I understand. The man was six and thirty-six. I understand. If, if that's why I said he looks tired, but if you tell me AD is going to have two good games in a row, great, or to be three good games in a row offensively, right? To me, LeBron is the key to this game. If LeBron looks like that, I don't care what AD does. They're not going to win. LeBron's got to be LeBron. Well, both players have to be good, but this team goes as Anthony Davis goes. Maxim, regardless of whether you believe he's the best player, he has to be tonight. He has to be. Now, LeBron doesn't need to settle. They both need to do their parts, but it, it, you can't, even if LeBron were to kick it up another gear, you can't have a stinker from AD tonight and expect to win. They no, both need stinker. to be great. Stinker. Offensive stinker, you mean? Because he's playing defense regardless. If he yes. has any stinkers at all, offense or defense, he's got to be, he's got to be even across the board, fifty-fifty on defense and offense. Yeah, I think AD could. Not, I think AD could have a bad offensive game, and they could no, still win if LeBron no, shows up. No, no, no. He just can't chance. look. He just can't look like he did the other night. No, can't, can't Max. <laughs> cannot. Uh, they both see it that way. at this stage. I mean, with D'Lo making shots, if he can. Austin Reeves, in a game six scenario, at home, closeout, big moments are made for big-time players. Your two players set the tone on how you handle everything. In game five, you just felt like LeBron was like, all right, you know what? what? I don't got it, Key. I don't got it tonight. I was was just about to say. Game six is the one I got to, okay. LeBron thought. Yes. So when you – because when I see my leaders deflated, it affects me and the rest of the team. Yeah, the role players and everything. They set so the tone. you've got to have the big dogs set the tone. But LeBron was the guy who looked like, think about what we're saying here. AD showed up and balled out. They still lost. LeBron yeah, is the guy who needs to show up now. That's what I'm saying. There's no that. more settling for threes when your legs are heavy. Right. You attack the rim. Yeah. So if you are tired, he fits right into their scheme if he's well, just – taking jump shots on Xavier Tillman. That's a win for Memphis. He should be beating Xavier Tillman all these guys off the dribble. You know what LeBron's like now? He's like Yoda from Return of the Jedi. When 900 years old you are, he looks so good, you will not, right? Like, he's, he looks tired because he's in his 20th season. No, I'm not going to give him an excuse he, right now. Excuse? It's not excuse. It's a description no, of reality. He, 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 the, other, the, the, what is the, the other night, he just he looked old. He just looked old. But, at the, but like LeBron said, that I ain't. That's not gonna happen. That's not him. That's not he. No, he realized. I see thing. what you guys. You guys are saying. You trust LeBron will show up. You have to in control. This game. You have to control. You're wondering the pace, about Max. AD. You have to control the pace instead of letting the pace be dictated to you. That's what he allowed to occur. He's smarter than that. 
three quarterbacks heavy. went in the top four. Always running next to this Not one. Not exactly I'm talking who about he Max, though. He's on J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.